This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, what is trauma porn? Are you into it? Is the film industry capitalizing on our pain or telling it like it is? When is it educational and when is it just black misery for misery's sake? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. You ready to do this shit? I'm ready to do it, yo. I'm ready, ready to, to freaking do, do it. Okay, cool. One thing we got to do first. What? We got to get into this sponsor. Okay. This week's episode of Tea with Queen and Jay is sponsored by FemAfric.com. FemAfric is a hair extension company offering handmade, lightweight, reusable crochet twists. Yes, hair. All hair within the collection is meticulously crafted by women in Sierra Leone, West Africa. Femme Afric celebrates the art of hair braiding while promoting economic empowerment and solidarity, encouraging consumers throughout the diaspora to invest in women on the continent. So visit femafric.com to shop crochet twists in a variety of colors and lengths. Yes, tell them again. That's just scary. <laughs> That's femafric.com. Get your hair, y'all. Okay. So we're back from break. <laughs> oh yeah, literally. Yeah, we like, no, yeah. we had a like we had, we had a week a break. break off. We sure did. We sure did. How, was How your are break? you? Mine was good. Mm-hmm. Um, spent time with family and my four-year-old nephew Ezra, who I knew talked a lot. Uh-huh. Um, really expressed how much he missed me by only talking to me for those days. That's nice. That was at the house. Um, talks a lot. He has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. A lot to say. That's cute. I love you, Ezzy. It's a lot. <laughs> How That's was your uh, break? It was good. It was good. It was filled with less trauma than usual. I'm thankful for that. Good. That's what that um, particular holiday tends to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, was thankful. Started off over trauma. So why not? There we go. Right. <laughs> I was thankful for the trauma reduction. And um, we had a whole conversation about black queer erasure. Which oh, I thought was good. Okay, look at you. Yeah, with my mom well, and one it. of my nephews and mm-hmm. my sister. So that was good. It was uh it was annoying because like labor, but that's what you're supposed to do when you go to the holidays. Yeah. You're supposed to labor a little bit. Yeah. You know? So You did none of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Hey, that. that's good too. <laughs> okay. Did none of that. Well, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Ew. All right. Yes. It's been a minute since we am. It has. That was good. Feels was a, good. Okay. It's a cleansing owl. It is. Mm-hmm. All of my owls are cleansing. Okay. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We like when you use it on all the social meds, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Use that shit. We love that shit. We retweet that shit. We interact with that shit. Also, use the hashtag pod in. That allows other people who are on that hashtag, because it is a now listening hashtag, um, find T with Queen and Shay. Also, also, this is a spot of T episode. Um, 
we do these, we do spot teas because it allows us to do the show weekly, less edits, a little less content prep and all of that shit. It's, like I said, it makes it so it's weekly. A lot goes into the show. The show is produced by two bitches. We do get some help um, on some episodes, but it's basically a two person show. That's so, right. you know, this is what you get this week. Okay. you're getting a well-produced episode of tea with queen and jay it is the spot of tea i didn't say it wasn't well i said this is what you're getting they probably thought oh it's a break they're coming back we're gonna get no you are gonna get no but you're not gonna get like the show with the segments and i don't know like what people's favorite parts are i feel you i get in the spot today okay well something that we do every episode is pour libations Mm -hmm. and libations are when we pour some out pour some up for the people, places, and things that give us black ass, black joy. Yeah. Queen. Yeah, girl. What are your libations this week? So I have two libations. My first libation is for a hashtag that is currently on Twitter that I'm really enjoying. It's bringing me down fucking my like Twitter memory lane. Mm-hmm. I like nostalgic good memories and shit like that. The hashtag is hashtag Twitter moments of the decade. Yo, if you a Twitter motherfucker... Go through that hashtag. It is old school fucking gems. There's laughter. There's mad, you know, because, you know, black people, you know, we run the internet. So a lot of it is that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what outside of black people Twitter is doing on that hashtag, but we are having fun and having the time of our lives. I'm enjoying that. Jay, go through that hashtag. I know you miss Vine. Is it mostly videos, though? Yeah, it's mostly videos. Yeah, it's mostly videos. Mm -hmm. All I've seen is videos, really. Mm -hmm. And you know, since there's no vine, and I know that was I love vine. that was your your thing, this can be like a healthy kind of space. Okay, I'm with it. I'm I'm that. excited about it. I'm gonna check so it out. That is what my first live. So hashtag Twitter moments of the decade. Yes, yes. Some someone even made a Twitter account with that. So there's oh, another account perfect. with like that. But the hashtag and there's account. Go in there, have your fucking fun, and it's literally like all like. Shit from like when I first was on Twitter, mm-hmm. like oh my god, I forgot this shit. Uh, like it's it's pretty dope. I like it. Twitter, I enjoy it. A retrospective. <laughs> I'm excited. So yes, that's my first libation, and then my second libation is for Vanessa of Vagistine Podcast and Workshop Series. Oh, perfect. Yo, so before we went to break, you know everyone knows I was announcing the workshop that her and I were doing together. She hosted the fuck out of that fucking workshop. So what we were meeting and talking about was, um, it was her Vag one-on-one series that she has, and it was just all about us affirming our sex lives. And I've known her work, I listen to her podcast, and we have worked together before, but I have never seen her like run a fucking workshop. Mm -hmm. So the way that she ran the workshop was that one, she made us all feel like completely safe, mm-hmm. which is important, especially when it comes to talking about your vulvas, your vagina. I like that she affirmed the fact that everyone in the room is an expert, um, which gives you the room to like kind of feel safe and kind of just say anything or mm-hmm. say the things that you may not feel so comfortable saying. Like people who have vulvas are not, that's another thing she taught me. Mm. It's a vulva. I just always use vagina. And I went to school for this shit, and mm-hmm. I didn't know those things. But because common nomenclature for people who have vaginas is just like, just to refer to it as vagina. Your private parts as your vagina. Yeah. yeah. Right. And not to refer to that whole space. All of this shit has mm-hmm. a name. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It is a vulva. Right. And it felt comfortable, like, just even, like, relearning that mm-hmm. shit or unlearning old shit and right. shit like that. So it was, like, it was just nice to just fucking see her go. Um, everyone in the space seemed really affirmed, mm-hmm. really able to, like, this... I usually don't see sex conversations. It wasn't even about sex. Vagina conversations where mm-hmm. I feel like everyone feels that safe and that comfortable because vulva and vagina conversations can get... There's so much like trauma mm. attached to like conversations about folks who have vulvas and like their relationship with it mm. and things they've learned about it or things they've been taught about it and all of that stuff. And it... I know that exists. I just I have a hard time having conversations that people are able to make you feel safe enough to speak of those things, but then it doesn't become a trauma filled room, if right. that makes any sense. Yeah. And that's not what happened. Like we did have like these real kind of like conversations, but it was done in a way where we all didn't I didn't leave feeling weighted. Yeah, we weren't sitting in our trauma or sharing. We, we weren't. We didn't leave with each other's trauma. Exactly. We shared each other's stories and were uplifted in having shared experiences yep. or experiences that were like a little bit different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Yeah, it wasn't like a ooh that was heavy kind oh, of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Which and so this like is a dope. series that you do. You partnered with her for my mix vixen r r my mix vixen rl series where i just do different kind of workshops where i like had these different conversations so this one is about affirming our sex lives i had one before about affirming our bodies and the mm-hmm. next year i'll have like lots of different conversations um i'm just so blown away about her workshop that mm-hmm. it's just like i could talk i have all day to talk about that i want to just talk about her and what she did at that workshop mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Libations to you, Vanessa. You do amazing work. I appreciate you sharing that with Mix Vixen and everyone there at the workshop. You're fucking bomb. I had a good time. I had a fucking blast. I had a good time. It was great. Your energy was just like great. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's really hard to, it's hard for me to be in rooms and have those kind of conversations and not get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I liked that we were all able to like, ask questions and i think that sometimes we get so far along or people feel this so they're at a point in life where they should know certain things Mm -hmm. and so people get uncomfortable with asking questions about stuff and i felt like the space that you two created was comfortable enough where everybody could say okay what is the actual vagina like what the fuck is that what is that what is that shit what what are the important parts of like what the fuck what is going what is going on Mm -hmm. and then it was it was the format made it so that it wasn't like hey people i'm the person with this information here's this information i am now giving to you and you walk away with what i just gave you it was just a fluid conversation it wasn't Mm -hmm. like yeah, it wasn't like teacher student. Right. It was very even planned, mm-hmm. which which I prefer. Which this, that's the way I like to learn. That's mm-hmm. the way like I like that kind of communal kind of thing. And yeah, I like that. I just I don't like the kind of like, hey, we are the people with the facts. Here are some facts. Did you know this? Did you you know it's just kind of just like everybody kind of just like throwing stuff out there and then her kind of like got in the conversations like, well, this is the science or this is the this and this mm-hmm. is the that. But it's still something that flowed in a way that for me was just like really, really, really safe and not like I went to school. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right. School is whack. <laughs> but yeah, so 
Libations. I enjoyed libations, myself. Yo, libations mm-hmm. to Vanessa of Vagistine Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can check that out. Be sure to do that. So do you have any libations? I do have libations. So this week, I was mm-hmm. in Charlotte. I was in Charlotte, spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the pleasure of having dinner with Rod and Karen of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. That's dope. It was fucking so perfect and fantastic how did that like so fucking lovely so i know that they live in charlotte Mm -hmm. and i've been to charlotte a few times but i am well i've been to charlotte a lot but i've been to charlotte a few times since i knew of them and their podcast and yada 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 but i'm a little bit i don't know what the word is but this time i was i don't know if it's shy i don't know if it's anxious i don't know what Mm -hmm. but i was this time I was like, oh, well, let me reach out. Let's we have we've built enough of a rapport yeah. where I would like to meet you these are, niggas in person. Honestly, I think just a normal adult who was like, I don't know these people like that. There you yet. go. There you go. Now I'm at a point where we have built a rapport. Built a rapport, and right. it would make sense. Right. It would make to sense say, hey, actually, meet. we have been on their podcast. Yes, like that like, would make sense. Yes. Yeah, but I guess I say all the nervousness and shyness because after. He was like, yeah, cool. Let's make that happen. I had to hit up Rod and his DMs on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God. We're going to meet now. What if? Okay, maybe you're if- not a normal person. Forget <laughs> right. it. I take all that shit back. I was so nervous. <laughs> and then leading up to it, I was like, all right, don't spill anything on the table. Like, don't spill any of you. I don't know because I do that. And I definitely spilled my water everywhere, mm-hmm. all over uh, the restaurant table and all over myself. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. And we had a good time and we uh-huh. laughed and joked and shit. So I definitely, next time I'm in Charlotte, I'm going to hit them up again. And I would love to see them again. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It's fantastic. <laughs> How did you spill people. something on the table? I don't know. It was a glass of water that, when as it was spilling, it was like never ending. It was like a never ending cup of liquid. It was like I spilled a pitcher everywhere okay i had to sit on a towel have to a, finish my meal a question what's that did you have a straw in that cup yes so you wasted water in a straw <laughs> demon seed i know, I know. <laughs> you're a demon it was a plastic straw too um, I, that's i know why i'm asking so you I wasted know. a plastic straw and a lemon and so and a, so food mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. And plastic. But they're lovely people in real life. <laughs> Be sure to check out uh, the Black Eye Who Tips podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. We talked mad shit. Didn't name names. It was very professional. I am very prone to, you know who I don't like? And you I didn't are. really, I did not really do you that. Really <laughs> you like, oh, I guess we're doing this. I was like, you know who I don't like? I did not do that. I did not do that until possibly the very end. And then it was because I had a lot to drink. <laughs> um but i didn't i didn't let off a bunch of those maybe one or two so okay all right but it was a good time and um thank you so much rod and karen libations to them that's cool it was great hanging out with them also want to pour libations for everybody who survived the holidays with their family and everyone who perhaps longed for family um during this holiday and survived it Mm -hmm. because the holidays can be sensitive for a lot of people who feel like they don't have family and i think sometimes we get so bogged down with complaining about the family that we do have and like having to engage with them and shit like that Mm -hmm. that we forget that there are people who don't have family and are dealing either grieving something or feeling a sense of loss during this time so libations to everybody who survived whatever needed to be survived during this last holiday yeah that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I like that libation. Mm-hmm. For real. 
All right. So we ask for donations to support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast and to help this podcast go on. Queen, can you tell the people what and why we do that shit? Um, so we ask for donations to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Podcast. Like, it has to like, keep running. So with that being said, you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay by going to our website at teawithqueenandjay.com. Just slide, out on, slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want. There is no commitment there. That's kind of a one-stop shop. Like I said, you could come more than once, but, you know, one-stop shop, right? Then our next option is our Patreon option. That is where we are asking for a little bit more commitment. There we are asking for $2 a month. $2! You can give more. You can give less. We are some option-giving ass bitches. That is up to you. We are only asking for $2 a month, about $24 a year. Actually, That's it is right. $24 a year. So, so yes, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. are other ways that you can donate that do not cost you a dime. Yes. And that is by subscribing to this podcast. Wherever you're listening to us, subscribe to us. Subscribe. You can also rate and review us. On Apple Podcasts, CastBox, all the places that you listen to us that allow you to do a heart or whatever, a comment, a review, any way that you can be like on this app, fuck, I fuck with these bitches, do that. Mm-hmm. We love that. We appreciate that. That also helps the algorithms. That helps people be more, that helps us be more visible and all of that shit. So we love that. Tag us in them posts so people are active for podcasts. Write about us if you are a person who writes shit. You have a blog. You write for publication. You fucking do graffiti in New York City. Mm-hmm. Write about us. We were in Bitch Media, Bitch um, Magazine recently. Yeah. yeah, I would like to read that whole article. I just can saw I someone took a picture take a of it. Random I don't ass know. Bitch, can I know? What yeah, you I don't know what, can what I get a issue that's copy in or what. what? But um, I'll do my Googles and find it. But I shouldn't have to do my Googles. Libations, and find it. libations to um, Bitch Magazine. Libations to the person who posted a repost of us I'll being in it, it, so we know that it's out. And thank you so much, yo, for it thinking would, about us. It would be nice to. Have but you know okay teach someone how to listen to a podcast yes okay don't, don't forget the you're create, elders yo. you're creating access for mm-hmm. someone That's by teaching right. them how to listen to a podcast and then introduce them to tea with queen and jay so those are the many ways that you can donate to tea with queen and jay both monetarily and non-monetarily that is right if you would like to sponsor tea with queen and jay podcast if you'd like to advertise with us you can t-mail us at tea with queen and jay at gmail.com if you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, we talk about all manner of shit. Mm-hmm. If you want us to talk about womanism, black feminism, you want us to talk about motherfucking being womanist race nerds. You want to talk about dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. You want to talk about black hair. You want to talk about paying black women, all that shit. Yep. We are down for it and skilled to discuss it. If you just need a professional black girl, we will show up, yo. T-mail at twithqueenandj <laughs> at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, do a live show or consult you or your team. Again, that's twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Um, 
So we have donation libations. Several of you hit up the Patreon while we were gone. Thank you so much to Stephanie who upped their pledge. Terrell Starr, the homie, upped his pledge. I actually met Terrell at the Route 100 party. So libations to Terrell and everybody else who was there. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a great time. Congrats to all the honorees. Other new patrons include Lucia or Lucia. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. The homie Talib of Afros and Audio, um, which is a black podcast conference, afrosandaudio.com. Thank you so much. Kitty is a new patron. Thank you, Kitty. And Ashley with two E's. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We also have some PayPal donations, which means we can eat snacks. Alex, the homie um, writer mental health advocate yes. badass motherfucker mm-hmm. alex you can actually check out his new website uh the alexanderhardy.com it is a very sexy motherfucking website and no, all of his shit it. is up there yeah all his writing oh, is up there you can that. book him for shit he's a badass motherfucker he cooks and shit no he yes I haven't tasted it, but they learned to make banana your, pudding. Your face though. <laughs> they learned to make banana pudding and I want to taste it. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you so much, Alex, for hitting us up on the PayPal. We appreciate you. I could taste you. it. That's why that face was I like. could see. I was like, where is she right now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who else we got? Um, we got another donation from Didi. Thanks, Didi. And Didi left us a note. Didi says, Dear Queen and Jay, I got hip to your pod sometime last year after seeing you two recommended by dr joy of therapy for black girls hey Hey, thank you dr joy thanks for the thanks for the assist we appreciate it i've been wanting to donate for quite some time but unfortunately was unemployed thankfully i found myself a full-time salary job with benefits and all of that yeah yes i love i love all of that i've i've committed to giving away some coins each time i get paid and i just had to start off by paying black women. Cheers, Didi. Thanks, Didi. Congrats on the new job. Yes. Congrats on the benefits. Congrats on the sal- salary and all of that. All of that. All of that. You deserve. You do deserve. We got another PayPal from Ro. And Ro says, hey, it's me, Ro. This is for Queen's hair accessories so that she can continue to provide me with pictures on the gram. Yep, I'm the thirsty one at Music Hoarder with the drool emojis because she's so damn fire. Anywho, I listened to an interview by the character Ronnie from The Shy on Wendy Williams. <laughs> and wow, that nigga be acting. Girl. LOL. Y'all keep keeping on in my old auntie voice. Much love. A deep voice woman. Ro. Ro, as a fellow deep voice woman, I salute you. Ro. And we both appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for the hair accessory. Money. Ow. I'll send you the bill for for more. Okay. <laughs> Accessorize yourself. And we got another donation from the homie Juju from a hey. little Juju podcast. Thank you, Juju. They said, love y'all. Hope this helps with headphones and snacks. Yes. I like that. It does help. And Juju sent us a grip. So thank she you so much for grip. sharing that love. Yes. We appreciate you so, so much. Yes. Sure do. Sure do. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you ready to get into the show i'm ready to get into the show let's All do right, it let's do it um so jay yes what kind of tea are you drinking i am drinking a lychee iced tea <laughs> it was delicious i actually realized that we were in my house so i could just pour some almond milk in it because usually i get the lychee tea because the thai iced tea has dairy Mm-hmm. So I got the lychee tea and I poured my own almond milk in it. I was wondering, I was like, how does that look like that? And we ordered the same tea. It was good. 
It's like, oh, whatever. Just and I just almond milk in there. It was a good time. So, as you've heard, I've had the same tea as Oh, yes. She just put almond milk in hers because she thinks go. she's special. I am very special. So, that's what happened. I am. But no, nah, I enjoyed my tea. Good. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what do you affirm for yourself this week? So, I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma because i don't fuck with that shit Mm-mm. i also affirm that i'm well rested my hair and fashions are popping Poppin'. my body and mind are healthy, healthy and that i will always and forever stunt on these hoes because yes. why the fuck not um and then i also affirm that i will find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure i love it that's what I, and notice how i say add because i'm having mm. sexual pleasure yes okay they're not going. They want to add to what mm-hmm. I'm already providing for myself. Of course, just wanted to naturally put that out there. I assume nothing less yes. than that. For affirmations to be specific. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? Well, it is my birthday week. Yes, go shorty. That's right. It's your birthday. That's right. We're it is. Party like it's your birthday. Of course, of course. Party like we will. It's your birthday. We will. And we I will. don't even give a fuck at it's your birthday. It, will, it is so. It is. I will yeah. include all of my uh, anywhere you can. You know. Send me a gift. You want big booty holes for your birthday? Always. Okay. Always. Yeah. Always. So, I was gonna say something totally. One time I had sex to that song on repeat. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so romantic. Good for you. That sounds romantic. Yeah. Was that one of those red light occasions? I know you have a red light in the bedroom. Oh, this is before I've Pre- had red, the red light. light. Okay, that's all right. It was. It was after that bachelorette party I had. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Into your birthday. Back to my That's why I affirm you. that you will have big booty holes also yes. for your birthday. Yeah, I like that. I'm with that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I will include all of my information if you want to send me Kijash, if you want to uh, give me some almond milk no, off of my nah. Amazon wish list. <laughs> I have such a boring list. That's what's on there is groceries. <laughs> That's as far as I got. I'm going to put it up there anyway. I love this stuff hey. popping, though. I, I said yesterday that I was in bed, period, depressed. And mm-hmm. someone was like, do you need me to send you Postmates? Oh, I was like, that's you so are so sweet. sweet. I've already eaten. You are so sweet. That's sweet. So they I got do, you on that Yeah, I do accept. I think they also have on Seamless, um, like, um, you get like a, not Seamless, on Amazon, you can get like a Seamless gift card or one of those, oh, real, one the, of those like food gift things. cards, Postmates or one of those things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll put all the comments. My contact info there. You're welcome to uh, gift me. You're also welcome not to. I'm just putting it there if that's what you feel like You're doing. You're affirming it. This is where I'm you- affirming it. You're right. Yep. So, yes, it's my birthday week. So, I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. I'm enough. My apartment is paid for. Rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm, I'm paid. Okay. Because you is. Because I is. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote myself or undersell myself. I get my rate. And I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all the toppings and toppings. Word. I am healthy as well. Again. I like that affirmation. Thank you. Send her all the things, y'all. Yes. All the things. Thank you putting you, the link to your you. stuff in the show notes? Yeah, I'll put, I'll put all that shit in the Send show notes. My Cash App. Jay. My Venmo. All. <laughs> <laughs> my PayPal. Your lips almost touch the mic. Venmo. Venmo. 
my um my Amazon wish list with only has like five things. It is including really almond milk. mostly just almond milk. Oh gosh. You know, look, it's what you want. Yeah, if I don't ever run out of almond milk, that's a savings in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate. It. I think I got almond milk. I think I got paper towels, toilet tissue. You know, hey. All right, cool. So we're getting into some deep stuff this week. Um, so let's start a little light. Light. What you got over there? All right. So we have a T-mail. T-mail. Um, light, fun T-mail. I'm going to read it real quick. Yeah. Okay. And as always, you can send your T-mail to twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Yes. Please do. We love T-mail. Mm-hmm. Send some over. Okay. So greetings, Queen and Jay. I'm writing with a candy question. In a past episode, Jay mentioned her abiding affection for peeps. I don't know if I laid into it that heavy, but I, feel like I, you I did. do enjoy you, peeps. You did. Okay. I recall. All right. Okay. I'm a little fickle. Who knows? Okay. Mm-hmm. Of all the joyous, womanist, race nerdy that your podcast bring to my heart, this news was speaking my love language. <laughs> and my delight was compounded with Queen defending candy corn. Oh, my goodness. Full disclosure, I hate peeps. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that brought joy to your life, but you still hate peeps, but okay. Love candy corn, but I'm here for the right to advocate for all unpopular candy. Okay. Okay. So here's my question. Where do you, each of you stand on the conversation hearts? You know, the conversation hearts? The yes, hearts that with say the, like, I, I love you, you and yeah. Be mine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Styrofoam. Right. Well, I know where you stand. I didn't get to finish this letter. <laughs> hey. Some people, I'm sure if you li- watch my unhealthy addiction, somebody loves styrofoam. So it's something for everybody. Um, okay. Well, she loves them. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go back to the leather. Mm-hmm. I love them. I buy them and I make them from scratch. That is interesting. You can make candy corn from scratch too. Hmm. I will okay. never do this. But this is, this is nice information to have. Wow. My friends hate them. Say they taste like licking a sidewalk. Well, I've never licked a sidewalk. What is your view? Um, we also have different sidewalks. We have New York City sidewalk. Oh, true, 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 true. Um, okay. So, yeah. All what right. is your view, best wishes, Lisa and Charlottesville, Virginia? Thank you, Lisa. And that's, that's Black the homie, Women. Black yeah, Women Stitch. Yes. Black Women Stitch on Instagram. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Okay. What is my view? Oh, I said this You've already. already said it. They're fucking gross. I like candy hearts. Do you like licorice though? Yes. Okay, that's what it is. I eat the black jelly bean. Yeah, they have a licorice flavor to it, and I'm not a big fan of that. Something about licorice is not really a sweet thing to me. It's some other shit. And I don't like I don't like some other shit. Like I don't like sweet dinner. Like I also I don't I like I don't like like barbecue. You're a segregationist. Yeah, I don't like When it comes like to food, that. you're a segregationist. You do not want your taste buds to be doing two Mm-mm, things at once. I don't. If it's sour, it's sour. If it's sweet, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. If it's like you, That's what you I want. want. You, yeah. Me, I'm okay with the different kind of stimulus Mm-mm. happening in different places in my tongue. No. You. I don't nice. mind salty sweet, right? Like mm-hmm. salty sweet is okay, but something about like barbecue be too sweet. General souls chicken, isn't that sweet too? Yeah. Yeah. All of that teriyaki sometimes I get like me it. upset. I like it. 
lay it on me. Yeah, nah. So like licorice is something about it that's not really a sweet thing. It's like something, some other shit. Like I don't mind drinking. Like isn't absinthe like a licorice kind of flavor alcohol? You giving me that face like I've you never don't know? drank absinthe. Okay, I'm gonna go on and back out of here. But through drugs. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I don't mind that in a drink. Something licorice in a drink. I don't mind that. But like you trying to pass this off as candy. You got it painted candy colors and shit. Pastels with cute little candy messages on it. And it's not good. Well, I like candy hearts. I like that they have message. I like like okay. that they kind of have a function. Okay. <laughs> I would like that except for all the deception. <laughs> like, but... But candy hearts, I'll eat them if someone gives it to me. I'm not buying them. I'm not searching them out, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. But I will buy me some candy corn. Mm-hmm. Like, I will buy that. I bought bags of that. Mm. And I will eat it. Mm. And I often, that's like one of the questions I ask people that I start dating. Do you like candy corn? Because I need to like oh my goodness. see where you stand on that. Because either we're sharing them or we're not. Like, I need to kind of know. I need to not. I don't want to know that we're sharing them. Like learn that in the moment, because mm-hmm. so then I know how many, how much to buy. You sound like you eat cake fondant, like the that hard icing that they use. I to don't make like cake. that. It's shapes is the same thing as candy I don't, corn. No, I don't like that right. because cake is right next to it, and okay. cake is so much better than that. Hmm. I'm not. That doesn't make sense. I don't like fondant. All of that stuff is stupid. Stop making cakes be figures. Make cakes. Make cakes cake again. Okay. Oh my I don't want a purse. I don't want to eat a fucking computer. I don't want to fucking eat a shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Why y'all doing that shit? I don't understand that. Okay. Don't do that. If you ever make me a cake, just let it have layers. Uh-huh. Cute designs and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't need to fucking eat a wig. You know? Right. That's fair. I don't... I don't... I don't... I definitely don't want to eat nobody's face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Like, I don't mind if you get my face monogrammed, like a picture mm-hmm. thing onto a cam- onto a cake. That's cool. I'm basic. Give me a sheet cake. You can put or, your face on a sheet or, cake. Yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah, a sheet yeah. cake or some a layered cake mm-hmm. that has stuff happening. Yeah. You could decorate that. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to fucking build something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need Stop that. Stop building <laughs> cakes. All right? The Stop it. That? But yeah. Stop building cakes i am happy to um know that you enjoy candy corn it's like gang gang like anytime i find like a candy corn lover it's like i appreciate well, it you probably feel like that you find a, a weird peeps person because i don't know why people like um that. no i'm not as tied to this i really don't care and personally i'm offended by both of y'all's interest in candy corn but you know i guess live your life i guess okay stick to your peeps all right well on that disgusting note let's take a break candy corn gang gang Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes, so give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, yo. tvqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So you two! Can, two! You become a patron 
or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again (laughs) all the time yes and we're black all the time yes and And today's sponsor let's get into that our favorite sponsor Mm -hmm. is femme afric femme afric is a black woman-owned company offering crochet twists handmade by women in sierra leone Not only is it hair made by black women, but they have wood carved crochet needles that are made to order. So everyone is different. Queen has one. I have my my cat tried to get to it. I saved it though. What happened? My cat tried to like get to it. Oh my goodness. Not like break it it or anything. I just, I put it cute. I just had it on my desk. Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I want it to be out because it's so cute. It is adorable. But I haven't figured out where my room to like showcase Mm it. Um, and it was like, oh, this is popping. This is a nice toy for me to throw around. Like, no, the fuck is not. You better take this funny. fucking bootleg ass pink and green one. <laughs> green <laughs> crochet needle. Throw that shit around. That is funny. Well, yes, you're going to want to keep your wood carved crochet <laughs> needle in a special place, not to be attacked by your cats. Each one of those crochet needles is different. Each one is carved by a local craftsperson in Sierra Leone. By supporting Femme Afric, you are creating income and a global marketplace for their talented hairstylists and protecting your hair with this fast, healthy, stylish hairstyle. I am still very excited about mm-hmm. using my Femme Afric mm-hmm, hair. Mm-hmm. It is mad light. It still looks like a lot of hair, even being as light, light as, as it, it is. is. Yes, I'm yeah. going to blend it with some white hair because you know that's my shit. Um, I got color 613 that's like um i guess like a they call, call it honey, honey white. white thank you so much Which for remembering is, yes i like to use that now for um white presenting um people that is fucking hilarious honey white okay all right well i won't make a mockery of it i support <laughs> it i think it's kind of a little softer it's a little softer softer um yeah so i i have the honey white i'm gonna blend that with some of my natural growing white hair <laughs> that comes out of my out of my scalp yeah no i'm just kidding that i that i buy oh my um, god how do you get your hair that long that happened to me on the road trip anyway that happens all the, all the time, time all the time yeah so i'm fucking excited visit femme afric to shop crochet twists in a variety of colors and lengths that's femafric.com that's f-e-m a f r i c dot com. I said it nice and slow because somebody hit me up like, "What is it?" I'm like, "Well, it's in the show notes every week, but that's okay." Every week. <laughs> so all of Fem Afric's information is going to be in our show notes. If you look in the show notes under sponsor, that information is there. And again, you can always hit us up. I'll just send it to you anyway. But visit femafric.com f e m a f r i c k. I like how you just gave them all the directions. It's near the word sponsor right next to that because you need specifics. Right under. I'm going to say it again. Uh Visit femafric.com, F-E-M-A-F-R-I-C dot com. Send us your notes.
All right. So before we get into our official topic of the day, we want to give a content warning. We will be discussing trauma porn. And so we wanted to give a content warning for discussions of film and other media that include racial violence, often drawn from real life police brutality or other um, traumas. And I, I would say like black trauma. Yeah. Yeah, specifically, specifically right black for this trauma. conversation so that's we say black <laughs> we say black say black specifically black um yeah so that's what we will be discussing Chatting about mm-hmm. yeah um over the break the break uh the film queen and slim came out on what some refer to as thanksgiving yes that's when it came out indigenous remembrance there you go. boom yes, i like that it. Mm-hmm. yeah and we haven't seen the film. I haven't seen the film yet. Mm-hmm. Queen is not going to see the film. No. And uh, around the internet, this film has sparked... Con- con- this conversation is something that black folks have regularly yes. about trauma porn because we frequently see police brutality. We frequently see and experience other acts of violence specific to our racial identity. Mm-hmm. And when, I guess, when art imitates life, yeah, like when these things happen, we well, we're always talking about this when we talk about whether or not videos of police murder and the murder of black folks at the hands of police, police brutality against black folks, whether that stuff should be circulated or murders within our own community from community members, should those things be circulated? Should the videos of their death, is it just? trauma porn what yeah. purpose does it serve so, if yeah. we serve? so that con that's a constant conversation and lately as more films are starting to depict these experiences mm-hmm. that we're all having i think more frequent contact with yeah we are talking about this we're being more critical of i think the way that art depicts yeah. these experiences mm-hmm. so we kind of wanted to talk about trauma porn and what it is and what we think about it and our experiences with it yeah. and all of that shit, yo. So, Queen. Yeah. What is trauma porn to you? So, I'll be honest to say it's where I'm kind of unclear okay. on what trauma porn is. So, like, there are certain... I'm going to use movies okay. as an example. So, there are certain movies that I have not seen because I know that there are things that would just trigger certain emotions, feelings ideas thoughts spaces i don't want to visit or revisit Mm -hmm. so i'll like avoid those things so that's if you give an example of that would be like 12 years a slave i never saw that movie Mm -hmm. or um queen of slim for the reasons why i'm not going to see queen of slim like those things so that's for me how i kind of identify with trauma porn for Mm -hmm. me it's like anything that could bring me trauma that i don't want to experience in that space it's kind of like trauma porn for me. But I see the conversation mm-hmm. being something that was different. Right. So I'm kind of not clear mm-hmm. on like as a whole mm-hmm. what this trauma porn right, thing right. is. So so for anybody who doesn't know, Queen and Slim is a, uh, they're describing it as an American romantic drama film directed by Melina Matsukis and written by Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. And so when you say... When you say that Queen and Slim that you found like the trailer, for example, to be trauma porn or it felt like trauma porn to you. And so it's a film Mm -hmm. that you would avoid. What what about um, Queen and Slim 
gave you potential trauma porn vibes the, for the for the trailer because again like we said yeah. we haven't seen the film so we're specifically speaking about uh why queen has chosen not to see the film yeah so i want to just like be specific and say i'm still really not quite sure what trauma porn means for me okay but like seeing those things seeing anything where that's going to trigger me in certain ways make me feel these things i tend to stay away from and i've tied that word to trauma porn okay um if that just clarifies that so i'm not exactly saying i saw this trailer and was like trauma porn i saw this trailer and was like trauma and kind of mm-hmm. ran away <laughs> to be right. honest so what did you see um so within the trailer i seems as though they're on a date the they have interaction with the police and it, the guy i think his name is slim ends up murdering a police officer and then like they're together on the run from murdering this police officer and me i just see one I see violence, one I see this interaction with black person and police. We know mm-hmm. how that usually ends. Yes, this person does end up shooting a police officer, but like I live in the USA in twenty nineteen and that for me doesn't look like a hopeful story happening there. There right. are because just because he killed the police the police officer, mm-hmm. I don't see like a hopeful space there. And then for myself personally, I have been on dates and have had interactions with the police that have not ended well. Right. So I'm seeing all of these things that trigger me and it's just like, no, like I can't do this. And I just didn't see that possibly ending well. Like yeah. I didn't see that. The things that other people see, and I think it's everyone sees what they see, everybody interpret things different. I didn't see anything good. Or anything that I would feel good about mm-hmm. happening there. I just saw trauma. So then I'm just like, that's that trauma porn shit. Because mm-hmm. that's just how I haven't, like I said before, I haven't really thought about what this thing actually right. is. But that's just the language that I've attached to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now. So I'm just like, Mm-mm, I'm not seeing that. Uh-uh. I can't, I can't do that. Right. I can't do it. Kind of like all us also that other movie, the... I just mentioned fruit, fruit, fruitvale station. Yeah, like mm-hmm. stuff. I can't, I can't do that. It's like too soon. Mm-hmm. Even though that one is actually based on a true story. Yeah, um, Queen and Slim is a fictional story. It's just like I feel uncomfortable now talking about mm-hmm. it. I can't for myself watch that on screen and yeah. kind of like leave being okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my like still not thought out idea of what trauma porn is for me. If that, right, you know, gives you. Mm-hmm. Gives you an idea of that. Mm-hmm. What is Jay's interpretation of trauma porn? Um, the way that the way that I interpret trauma porn is uh, media that includes violence or other traumas, right? Mm-hmm. Other, um, I don't want to use the word excessive, but I'll say a lot, okay. right? Uh-huh. Um, a lot of trauma that is shit that motherfuckers experience in real life yeah like not you know it could be within a fantasy story but it is like real life trauma that we can connect to some sort of like concept or shit that happens to motherfuckers in real Mm -hmm. life right so like racialized violence to me um so in a large quantity or excess where the purpose of it is that violence right gotcha so to me trauma porn would be something that it doesn't like in the end, it doesn't round off to some sort of victory for the abused or victory for the victim of that trauma. Right. So like when I saw the trailer of queen and slim, because I am also somebody, I usually call it black misery. 
right that's my personal we've yeah, talked to, we, we use we that language about, on yeah, the show have, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. so like for me it's like black misery i don't watch black misery movies yeah. right so like if the point of it to me is like misery and then at the end of it there's some sort of internal resolve that to me is black misery so like fruitvale station to me was like black misery that's some shit that like really happened in real life mm-hmm. you, niggas like us black people we are connected to that kind of like violence yeah we know somebody who that kind of thing has happened to we know people who know um people who that's happened to that's some shit that could very much happen to us or our loved ones or something like that so for me that's black misery that family lost their son to senseless violence and violence and there's nothing that's gonna be done be done yeah that Mm -hmm. that to me is just like a story that needs to be told yeah right but to me it is um there's no um i don't leave from that film personally i don't feel like as a better person but that to me is black misery i don't necessarily feel like it is trauma Trauma porn porn. right because Mm -hmm. that that one thing that one bad thing a terrible thing horrible thing happened but the whole film is not is not dragging us through um this trauma Mm -hmm, right but it's something that i know i personally don't want to relive but when i see this trailer for queen and slim when i first saw it it looked like okay this is black misery and it's tapping into things that make me uncomfortable and things that for me i require a content warning a trigger warning because i am being triggered by this because i could be in a car and i have been in cars with men that i'm dating or family member or whoever and every time we get pulled over it's life or death me and my cousin were pulled over um he drove me home from where were we, we were in the bronx mm-hmm. yes we were in the bronx and no we were in the bronx. anyway it doesn't matter where we were but he drove me home to manhattan right and we got pulled over by the cops and we're sitting there it's me my cousin um his daughter uh his younger sister who's also my cousin like Mm -hmm. we're all sitting in the car and i'm telling the kids okay don't move you know put this like uh his daughter was playing with the toy i was like okay just put that in your lap like we're all sitting there Mm -hmm. and none of us know what's gonna happen and we're scared to death and i'm thinking and regretting the fact that my cousin offered me to offer to give me a ride home because this could be this could be it Mm -hmm. this could be it anyway so seeing that just the pullover yeah that's that to me that triggered me a lot it's like seeing her kind of like i guess not really going off but like mm-hmm. she's kind of like i guess in the movie she's uh i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. um but she kind of is like a more assertive right and i've been that black woman in the car and i'm like why are you pulling him over mm-hmm. but you know and then i know where the movie's going it's just like no because i could it's, it's right. just so yeah so that to me was like okay where's this going and then it was implied that perhaps mm-hmm. right to me it was a perhaps perhaps after this trauma these two black people get to run around killing evil cops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to me, if this story ends with these two people killing the evil cops or a series of evil cops around the country, right? Who would otherwise kill us or kill other black people or harass us or whatever and come out in the end victorious. And victory could mean guns blazing, um, you know, or they die on their own terms or something like something that typically would not happen in real life. Typically in real life, the victims of police brutality like they are be victims. like on belly and they go to Africa. 
Yeah, like they be on belly and they actually, we actually see what country in Africa they make it from, right? Yeah. They show up to Liberia and niggas' arms is open and no, they got Ghana. banners. Ghana's the place right Ghana. now. Sure. Ghana's the place right now. They show right up now. to Ghana and niggas got banners with their faces on it talking about Queen and Slim and shit. Like some sort of alternate happy mm. ending that I typically would not experience in real life after enduring that trauma. Yeah. But if you have me watch a fiction where I endure all the traumas that many of us experience in real life and at the end of it, it's just more real life. That, to me, is trauma porn. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen this film. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I am still going to see it because of this curiosity, even mm-hmm. though I've heard lots of wild stuff. Um, y'all wilding out there. I just oh. wanted to just note that, that y'all wilding out there. <laughs> I didn't see the movie, but y'all right. wilding out there. Yeah, so I, I do want to see it um, because... I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So this is something that I have. I'm choosing to endure this um, trauma experience and yeah. see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But that to me is a difference between trauma porn and then and and using leveraging trauma within a story gotcha. to create um, a story. Right. So if if the trauma that I experience in everyday life is presented to me on screen, but then I'm I get to be some level of victorious that I would never experience in real life, that to me is not trauma porn. Got it. Okay. All so right. So that helps clarify stuff. For yeah. Um, but that's that's me. So something that has been, there's a definition that's been floating around in a lot of these discussions. I cannot trace the roots of it. Uh, the person um, who used it. Because y'all don't fucking cite people. Yeah. Someone used it recently in the griot and people have been citing that article. But within the griot opinion piece, this is like a quote which mm-hmm. leads me to believe they got it from, from somewhere, but I can't, I don't know where they got it from. We try. Yeah. But I will say a lot of people are using this and I think this is the common understanding of what um, trauma porn is. And so trauma porn, any type of, has been defined as any type of media, be it written, photographed or filmed, which exploits traumatic moments of adversity to generate buzz, notoriety or social media attention. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, that kind of, the, okay. So that the point of the trauma is really just the trauma mm-hmm. to attract you to what's happening and the trauma there there. And maybe I'm adding flavor on this. There is no maybe that's too much flavor I was going to add. But what I was going to say is that there is nothing to it but to do it. To do, <laughs> but here's some trauma, y'all. You yeah, know, exactly. That, that to me and is it trauma. Is to generate, like I said, buzz. No matter yeah, yeah. Get the people going. It's provocative. That part. That. Yeah, exactly that. Okay. All right. Okay. I think that just to go back to my definition of mm-hmm. how I interpreted it, I think I just think of trauma. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even t- taking an important part in what that part of that phrase means. Because mm-hmm. um, the porn, I guess, it just makes it like enjoyable for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Like that that piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it makes me want to ask more questions. Okay. So like... We have that. So, like, there's other movies or things that we watch in our life that have traumatic things that happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're both watching Watchmen. Watchmen on HBO. Mm-hmm. Like, is Watchmen trauma porn? Would you consider that trauma right. porn? Right. Well, we talked about this a little while ago. We talked about the the first, our, our experiences with the, watching the first episode. Yeah. We mm-hmm. had like a spoiler-free discussion about that. And I'll have, we'll talk about this spoiler-free now as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I watched episode one of Watchmen, in the moment sitting in, I, I watched the um, first episode at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So in that room with thousands of people, 
um, I would say at least half were white people. Yeah. In that moment, it felt like this could be trauma porn. Yeah. Like, what is the point of this? Is it just to shock and say, hey, we're going there, guys? Because um, it's provocative. That's how it felt to me in episode one. And mm-hmm. I, I, when I say the first time, I only watched it that one time because for me, it was, it felt so, um, why maybe not so traumatic but it felt traumatic and it felt like why is this happening yeah like Mm -hmm. you know so and i was uh we were talking about content warnings and i would have appreciated a content warning Mm -hmm. yeah now that i have watched more episodes it feels like it's rounding out to where that point of if you're going to give me this um this trauma and take me through these real life things that myself and other people like me experience i need I need to be the victorious one in the end. Exactly. And I feel like we've seen episodes where yes, um, we have. black folks yeah. who have experienced trauma take that shit and don't have to be uh, what has been, been labeled and put upon us as be the bigger person. Yeah. Rise yeah. above Bubble it. Like, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Where I think on this show, um, there is some allowance in leaning into your act, mm-hmm. into your anger, yeah. which I think is something that um, white folks in fiction are allowed to do all the time. Somebody does some shit to you, you go out and you get revenge. Yeah. For whatever reason, when white people are racist towards black folks in ways that um, leave us dead, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to like no. want to seek We're revenge to because hug them. yeah because that's white folks biggest fear in yeah, life is that, that we will we treat them the way that they, they treated treat us, us. Yep, right exactly that. and so i appreciate that in in watchman series it doesn't feel like they're leveraging black pain for the sake of leveraging black pain but that it is um there's some education there because they use real life events. Yeah, and, and then, then they, the fiction piece of it is that motherfuckers get back on the get back. Exactly. So that piece of it makes me feel like it's not trauma porn. I do agree. And then I guess because, you know, I like to be like separate myself from you nerds. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Because I'm not one of y'all. Lies. Um, and I know Watchmen is like kind of a comic kind of thing. This series mm-hmm. is not based on the past comics, but it does help. It ties in. Yeah. But it well. does help mm-hmm. that I know that this is like a kind of a comic or like right. there are different things. This is like, this is the world, but there's also like, it's like an alternative world to yeah. the one that I actually live in. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful for me to not like take all of this in as like, ooh, cause like, it some, doesn't feel as real. It doesn't feel as real because mm-hmm. then some like shit that doesn't happen in regular life will happen right after yeah. whatever the thing was. So it helps me, it helps my brain to kind of disassociate and separate these mm-hmm. things and understand that I am watching something for entertainment purposes mm-hmm. versus watching entertainment that also brings me to these other places of trauma and all of that stuff that um, the other things that we like fruit, fruit, Fruitville. I would say Fruitville. Fruitville (laughs) Station, Mm -hmm. if I was to watch that, would probably bring me to. Because it's just like, real, Or 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. That whole thing is a trauma from start to finish. I never saw that. And then when you walk out of that film, white people, their takeaway was, he wasn't even supposed to be a slave. Like, that's not the takeaway. (laughs) The takeaway is that slavery as a whole is a horrific None of us were supposed to be a slave. Not a clerical error. <laughs> They're like, oh, what a what an accident. Whoopsie. <laughs> like, so that was trauma from start to finish and afterwards. Thanks, guys. Oh my gosh. Good job. 
hard. You're doing great, sweetie. Doing oh, amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing. All right. So that's so, helpful for that yeah. those pieces to be added yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. So is there a movie that you would consider trauma porn? Something that you have seen that you would consider trauma porn? It's hard for me to go back mm-hmm. and think about things in that way because I think because I think not having language for things and not like one, not even knowing what trauma is. Mm. Being able to identify this is something traumatic. At that time, yeah. At that time mm-hmm. in space when I was watching whatever I was watching. Yeah. Just thinking that, you know, that's just the way it is, you know, stuff. You know, just things like that. Mm-hmm. So it is really difficult for me to go back into the brain and vault of movies and to, like, pull something out and be like, this was trauma. Because I'm just now getting used to knowing that, Shh, these things are trauma. Mm-hmm. This is trauma filled. This is this, this and that. So it is really difficult for me to like, kind of just like pick something out and be yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anything. Well, I know from talking to you, mm-hmm. I know that um, you've seen color purple a million times. A million. Oh, so what about the color purple? So for anybody who doesn't know, the color purple is a 1995 American coming of age period drama film directed it came by out in 1995. 85. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? 1985. 1985. Yes. You did not see it in the theater, for example. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. We did not see this film in the theater. We saw it at home on TV, probably on Pix 11 or some shit. Pix 11, and in my house, we had it on VHS. Wow. See, my mom would not have that on VHS because mm-hmm. in her head, y'all need to be watching that because it was Black Misery, <laughs> yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I know that you all have watched it. Yeah, so like I said, 1985, uh, coming-of-age period drama film directed by Steven Spielberg based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning 1982 novel um, by Alice Walker. So I didn't realize that was a Pulitzer Prize-winning Oh, I knew book. that, but That's I didn't realize dope. it was that close in years, like 1982 Oh, that's mm-hmm. when it won the prize. That's not when it was published, right? I don't know when it was. Yeah. It's on the Pulitzer Prize winning 1980. I don't know. But right. 1982 and 1985, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm used yeah, to like a, quick a book coming out. Let's, and okay, like wait. Now I need to know. A million it, years. I need to know when it came out. And then the movie now. comes out a million years later. That's what I'm used to. Yeah, it was It was 1982. Okay, bad mm-hmm. bitch. You in first place. <laughs> <laughs> that turnaround was quicker than I expected. Right? Yeah, that's a quick turnaround. That is all right so anyway do you would you consider the color purple a trauma porn because i feel like a lot of people do for me it Uh, is not okay explain it is not trauma porn because one like i said before watching that i was not at an age to understand trauma and Mm. connect things in that way right um so that's the one piece and then the other piece is because at the end of the film all of the people who were experiencing trauma mm-hmm. were i guess like victorious in the end or right. overcame in the end and were happy with themselves in the end and mm. happy people mm-hmm. in the end so i think i am able to understand why i follow these folks why i follow these women in particular black mm. women on this journey um to see them get to the space where it was like we're happy here we've built community with each other um, we're wearing these pants. <laughs> <laughs> pants is a sign of sisters doing it for themselves. Yeah, we're wearing pants. Then. We're not right. wearing those fucking dress. Mm-hmm. You know, so I saw a lot of that. She got to 
see her kid meet her kids the, at the last scene is her mm. like being reunited with her kids and they're like in love with her even though this is the first time they meet her mm. so the ending of that movie to me just brings like lots of happiness right and then the abusers also they're like their lives are fucked up yeah and i yeah. love it mm-hmm. that's the kind of um revenge i live for. there we go um so for me that's why i wouldn't see that as there's trauma in that film Mm -hmm. yes i don't see it as trauma porn because it wasn't just like let's beat these black women let's abuse these black women Mm -hmm. okay gotta go (laughs) (laughs) that's it gotta go and then you know that's the movie Mm -hmm. so for me that's why i don't identify that as trauma porn Mm -hmm. but i do understand that it is a movie that is filled with trauma right okay i get that that makes sense what about what's your can you look back on anything and like um yes as a child i saw rosewood and i was fucking traumatized like for real i was turned up nah not bothered that stuff yeah it was just this is your story i, was I a, apologize i was a fucking wreck okay <laughs> i was a fucking disaster and i grew up I grew up with my parents telling us about shit like this. Mm. I grew up with like, you know, the documentaries that came on PBS and shit like that, that adults would elect to watch if they were those type of motherfuckers. We in our home were, um, I hate to say made to watch it, but it was like something that, okay, this is what like our parents showed us that stuff, yeah. you know, as a means of educating us because they knew that we weren't learning this That's level it. of black history in school. In school yep. Right. So I, I, from a very young age was watching not just the water hoses on black folks within the civil rights movement, but the details of those things in those, like the whole series of these documentaries we would watch mm-hmm. like eyes on the prize, like from start to finish type mm-hmm. of shit. So, um, That's a classic, by the way, look into that y'all. Yes, it is. Look into that. That's right. Um, So this kind of like black suffering was not foreign to me, Mm -hmm. but seeing it, the way that it was presented in Rosewood and this particular story, I didn't know anything about. Right. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Rosewood is a 1997 historical drama directed by John Singleton based on the 1923 Rosewood massacre in Florida Mm -hmm. when a white mob killed black people and destroyed their town. So to me, that film was black trauma from start to finish. So we really just watched the destruction of that town. And there was a black dude who I believe was a fictional character. I'm not certain. There were, there were fictional, fictional characters in that story, but most historical fiction, there are fictional motherfucker characters, right? It was fictional motherfuckers in Harriet. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, so this black guy basically um, can't save the town, but he does um, save a few of the people who he knew in his immediate circle. But the whole town is burning and a piece of it. It's not victorious, but a piece of the, um, I guess, kind of whatever level of peace of mind black people can find in watching this story mm-hmm. is in following Vin Rame, Vin, Vin Rame's character, character. as he... Um, tries to protect like the black people as many black people as As he he can can. and um i feel like do white people die i don't know he threatens a lot of he's a badass black man i remember white people dying Mm -hmm. i feel like i remember having a sense of i think being 
Remember I said I was turned up? So yeah. I just want to explain that. Sure. So like being the kid in my school who was probably like the only person who had the life you had where mm-hmm. I had parents who were telling me this is the shit happening. Right. And being at school like, nah, this is the shit that they was doing. And people are mm-hmm. like, you bugging, you crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you watched it in school? No, no, no. I oh. watched it with friends. It was like a sleepover. Okay. I don't know why it was a sleepover movie. Right. <laughs> but right, it was right, a sleepover right. movie. Okay. But it was like me seeing it and being like, I told y'all niggas. Right. That's what that was for me. Okay. Like watching that movie. Like the fuck? Yeah. The shit I've been saying. Right. It's for real. I'm not yeah. like making this shit up. Yeah. The white man is the devil. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's what it was for me. Like I told y'all mm-hmm. niggas, don't trust them motherfuckers. Right. So that so, was my turn up. I was traumatized from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So it, it was right. All those things were true i see how you could take it how you could feel like that i just felt like i was just fucking horrified yeah i was fucking horrified i'm like yeah i don't know i was was fucking horrified and ving rames doesn't save enough black people or kill enough white people to that to round it off for me Mm -hmm. there there were moments that I remember whoever I was watching it with like shouting in excitement at the small victories that he had. But I just remember feeling terrible from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Now, to your point. Yes. I do feel like I said, I didn't know about that town. I didn't know about those events. I didn't know that this type of thing happened all around the country. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of other suffering I knew about, but I didn't know that black folks post reconstruction like they just got their shit together yeah had whole communities Communities with it that they ran and built and did that bootstrap shit that people keep saying that we should do like the true american story that we did that and every time we did that motherfuckers would come cut off your feet and yes take your boots exactly white folks would come and like burn that shit to the ground yeah um so that was something that i needed to learn that story Mm -hmm. as a kid i needed to learn that story yeah i think that um white people needed to learn that yeah so while I do think that it was trauma porn, I think that certain films or certain... I don't think that all trauma porn is bad. In instances, in, inst- in certain instances of historical fiction, I think that just because it's trauma porn doesn't mean that it shouldn't be made. And so I think for me, unlike 12 Years a Slave, where the takeaway for a lot of white people was... Um, he wasn't even really a it slave. Was, it was a clerical error. It was, like, it was an accident. Oh my God. He wasn't a slave like the other slaves. He was actually a free man. That's not the takeaway. The slave. The takeaway after watching this fucking tra- trauma porn like for several hours is that slavery was a horrific, horrible thing. But that's not and, what and, white and none right. Of, none of them should have been. There we go. Right, and that wasn't the takeaway. I feel <laughs> yeah. like the takeaway in Rosewood is like, yo, this shit happened. Like I feel like at, at I feel like I wish that a lot of the trauma. The traumatic films of our past were more discussed and more. That's a part of like white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Is like, who, who's showing Rosewood in history class? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these are important uh-huh. films. Like that is a work that that should be shown and should be shared. And I feel like if we respected like some of the black stories that have already been told. Yeah. And talked about those stories yeah. and that work that's already been done and that mm-hmm. trauma that's already been scratched and exposed and shit so that we don't have to keep re-exposing and reimagining the same shit, which is why a lot of niggas are so tired of slave stories. Yeah. Because they exist already. 
Like if mm-hmm. we respected those works, if we talked about those works, if we shared the existing work in the way yeah, that it should be shared and things. referenced that shit, yeah. then it wouldn't be necessary to create all new trauma shit. Yep. So to me, I do believe that there is certain trauma porn that is relevant to me. Rosewood is a relevant film that is also trauma porn. Uh-huh. And I think that um, I think that while there is a lesson in there, unfortunately, there is some sicko who is getting off at looking at all this violence there's but always a sickle. yeah there's always a sickle yeah. like we can't we can't stop the world because of sickos you know what i'm saying yeah. um but i feel like i feel like while that trauma porn to me is okay there's some there's some trauma porn that's like no this is this is actually a problem so like this you, is not okay do you think it's maybe a little different because talking about rosewood okay. because it was like a true story or based on a true story i think Versus it was just like if it was just like a fictional ass yeah i think story. for me it was based on a true story that to my understanding had not been told gotcha on screen mm-hmm. already right and i feel like 12 years of sla- 12 years of slave was showed me book? yeah it was a book okay. showed me a fictional story whose horrors had already been told. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The horror of slavery, I believe, has already been told told on a big screen. Many times over. Yeah. And so even though, you know, people do a million films on the Civil War, we have a million films on a lot of these, um, like a lot of tragedies and historic events, like it wouldn't hurt so much if I wasn't still enduring... um, a lot of the trauma associated with the trauma that you're trying to show me on screen. And then a lot of, I haven't really watched a lot of movies that have enslavement in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't purposely, but my understanding is that it's generally like the same kind of story being told when like we, when we spoke about Harriet um, a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. there, I think there are many stories that we have. Like this is a vast country yeah. and it was many different experiences when it comes to um being an enslaved person mm-hmm. in the united states there's just there's just and in that period of time there was like different kinds of like it wasn't the like enslavement of us wasn't also a monolith either yeah. and i think we're all just getting that same story um i was a slave i ran away or i was a slave this is how horrible it was mm-hmm. and it's like there are other stories that we don't know about there are slave rebellions that um, we're not just people fleeing, but like actively like fucking fucking motherfuckers up. Mm-hmm. Or like there are people, there are black people who were here born free. There were, you know, like mm-hmm. black people who had stuff, you know, own things. And you know, like this, this, there's many different stories that we could talk about when it comes to period pieces. Like mm-hmm. we said before, during that period of time, I think we're just over that same fucking story. Yeah. We're not over, um, like period pieces, period pieces or black fiction, American right. physical um period pieces or stories where, about slaves. Yes, yeah. we are tired of that tired ass, enslaved people. Mm-hmm. That tired ass storyline. Yeah. That's what we're fucking over. That mm-hmm. storyline has been played. It's mm-hmm. it's done. It's over. We did it. We d- we read did the it. book, saw the movie. Yeah, find another. Snack. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Find another storyline. I think that's the point where we're at when it comes to like movies and enslavement you know here in this country like mm-hmm. what are you telling us that we ain't hurt right you know mm-hmm. so um, ooh, i was like i didn't i didn't when 12 years of slave came out i was like why are y'all going yeah <laughs> it was just like, 
I went on a date because it was on a date. Be, yeah, it was supposed to be a cinematic fucking masterpiece, and apparently, I only date niggas who make films. I'm noticing a pattern. Actually. You do actually only date niggas that make films. Why? Um, How? Look, it's an accident. Every nigga I date was a rapper at some point. <laughs> but mine too. <laughs> they just also made films. <laughs> Oh, niggas. Ah, shit. So, you, on Twitter, on social, where we live, I noticed (laughs) our home, our second home, I noticed um, you were engaging, I think, with uh, some of what people were saying about Queen and Slim and their Mm -hmm. disappointment in the film. And again, like, we haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. You have not seen it. And you, there was actually another trailer, because like we talked about before, there have been several films about police brutality, black and blue, um, police versus black folks, or maybe sometimes the black person is the cop, and then what happens then, and da-da-da-da-da, beep-a-beep-a-beep, Bob's your uncle, race, and all that stuff, right? Oh, you can scat. Scat that dad. So, Bob's your uncle. So, all that stuff. <laughs> so you you pointed out um this new it seems like it's a new drama uh a genre a genre like post I call it post ferguson genre mm-hmm. like okay this is what is trending in the social media mm-hmm. when it comes to like us being woke and our interactions with police and the system being fucked up and police being the fucking front line of the fucked up ass system mm-hmm. and they're like the all face, of this yeah, yeah the, the face, face of, of the uh, oppression of all of this shit and how we're our first line of oppression in terms of like systematically is with our interactions with police mm-hmm. and this and this and that and crooked cops and bad apples and not bad apples and fuck all of this fucking shit and mm-hmm. it's like let's put it in a movie right let's make it a law and order mm-hmm. like and it's like Ferguson was not very long ago. Yeah. And for me, and for a lot of people, it is too fucking soon. Mm. And the reason why it's too soon is because of hyper-visibility when it comes to all of this kind of um, stink-sanctioned violence towards black folks. Mm. Like, these things have been happening. Like, Michael, Malcolm X talked about police yeah. brutality. Like, Martin Luther King talked about this shit. Um, so this is an ongoing conversation within um, from black folks within the USA. Mm-hmm. But because of social media, because we are so interconnected, that this is a conversation that just does not stop in the way that it used to stop. So let's, There's no breaks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we can be in New York and know about, remember when we were kids and it was, um, I think his name was Anthony Byers, and mm-hmm. he was worried about a police officer in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like that's something that happened when I was a kid. I'm sure that's something that stayed in New York, though. Right. And it's not something that people in fucking Philly heard about. Unless you knew somebody in New York. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't like something like you just, the same day Mm -hmm. that you know that this murder by the police happened here, and then this happened over here in Oklahoma, and then this happened here in Florida, Mm -hmm. and then this happened. This is kind of how we are getting this information now. It is a lot. It is nonstop. And I think that... There needs to be more time, more grace when it comes to like reflecting these stories in art because this band-aid is being pulled all the time any mm. fucking way when it comes to how we interact with social media, TV media, like all of the other actual actual real life shit. It's just it's just happening like way too much. Mm-hmm. Not way too much. We're hype the visibility of it 
And the way that we can share this information quicker is just way too much that it's like we don't even get a chance to like actually fucking kind of just mentally like move on from Mm -hmm. knowing that this person was murdered by the police and Mm -hmm. were laying laying in the street for hours and this and this and that. And then you hear that this person, you know, it's just we don't have time to even like mentally separate from knowing that black death has happened. And then now when when it comes to my entertainment space, it's like in my face and Mm -hmm. I have to be a part of like, is the system working for us? Is it not? And you know, like all of this shit. And it's just like, it's just too much. It's a lot. And I feel like when I said this off mic, but like, I feel like when our thinking of our parents, our parents have also seen and been through lots of traumatic points of history. Mm -hmm. So like, Thinking about brought up my mom and I was like, my mom experienced Malcolm X being murdered, mm-hmm. right? Being a person in the nation of Islam and what that was and whatever, whatever. But she didn't really have to like watch a movie to relive that until maybe like how many years later? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's literally been like five or six years. Yeah, since like Ferguson and you know since, since the height of visibility the of, of police brutality, exactly. right? Since the sh- since we're sharing it now. Um, from state to state, as you said before, you know, in so ways it's we had like, before. How, like, can I? Can it be at least twenty years mm-hmm. so I can watch this and kind of be still is going to touch me in ways because it is, but it's still like something that happened twenty years ago that mm-hmm. I can kind of like I remember when that happened yeah. versus like fucking I literally can still maybe still own the fucking shirt that I owned. When mm-hmm. I found out the news about Mike yeah. Brown, or I still maybe have the coat that I wore when I went fucking mm-hmm. um, rallying the street for Eric Garner. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just. All of that shit is still very fresh. It's very, very fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. It's, and it's like the It's work. too soon for this genre. Yeah, it's too soon. And it's a little bit easy bake. It's, oh it's my a God. little bit easy it's bake. So easy. Like a lot of us, we're still processing this trauma and a lot of it feels like the trauma itself is not respected like even though for me Fruitvale is not something that I would watch Mm -hmm. from what I understand of the film is that it was done with love and respect and you know it's a story about a traumatic thing versus it being like trauma porn or whatever and it just feels like certain depictions of our experience with police brutality and with oppression is like, oh, that would make a dope movie kind of thing. Yes, and that's what, I don't know what that trailer was when I was just like, what, is this a thing? Like, what the fuck is this? But it seemed seemed like that, like, ooh, that seems like a good plot line. Mm -hmm. And it's like... And then there's always some... Conflicted white cop. Thank you. There's always, <laughs> but the, the, I, I don't mind a conflicted white cop because they exist. When I was arrested for um, the Eric Garner protests mm-hmm. that we were doing out here, the I was fortunate enough to have a cop who protected me from other cops. Mm-hmm. And in several instances, unfortunately, like that evening. And I don't know if he is a conflicted person I don't know if he's a conflicted cop, but he seemed like somebody who had a fucking conscience and used it to do something. There were several moments where he yelled at other cops. Sorry, it just brought me back to that moment. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's just upsetting that like... But do you see what I mean? Yeah. It like, is I'm not, too I'm, fucking soon. It's, 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 you know, it's just like... 
It's too, it's, it's no. Okay. They, we literally still have like unsolved murders right. of people who were um, uprising for Fer- Ferguson. Yeah. Like it is too fucking soon. If you're going to tell a story, tell a story about them. Like, you know, like I just, it's too soon. It's too soon. For all of this shit. Yeah, it's too soon. Sorry. The point that I was trying to make was there are stories of um, conflicted cops, conflicted white cops. What irritates me is that they get centered. And while I did have an experience with a quote unquote nice cop, that doesn't change the fact that like my story and my narrative is not this one time a nice cop was nice to me. That's not what I think about. That's not what I walk away with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the these stories they always include the conflicted cop but then also we got you know you got to see both sides you got to see both ways you got there is no both ways Mm -hmm. there's no both ways like my experience and our experiences with police and police brutality are not oh i gotta think about you know everything that cops go through i'm not concerned with everything that cops go through when it comes to like our liberation and them being the face of white supremacy. Yeah. That cop who assisted in my arrest and who happened to be like a decent human being, he is an extension of this white supremacist patriarchal system in the face of the face of white oppression on marginalized folks Mm -hmm. in this country. That's what it is. That's not something personal. I'm sure we could share a beer and talk about it or whatever with that particular person. But, and that's not something that, uh, yeah, you just made me think of that horrible commercial that existed years ago. My commercial. It's like, Oh, they could like, Oh, that fucking Heineken Heineken. shit. Yeah. That's not, that's not even what I meant. That's not even what I, what I meant is that we know cops that are nice people, but it's not a matter of, bad apples or oh he's a nice cop and so not all cops are bad the system is bad cops are bad it is bad that they exist in the way that they exist Mm -hmm. and we are centering this whole both sides narrative when it's not the same like cops are not a race of people that are being oppressed by a system they're not being oppressed they're not And, and also the other thing that bothers me the other thing that bothers me about these films and i part of me thinks it's a tactic of white supremacy is that if you focus the racism in this country on the um, police and bad things that police do, then you don't have to focus on the systemic problem that leads to that. Like what police are protecting and and what they're told to do and um, like what they are the face of. It's just this surface thing. That's a cop's problem instead of a systemic country problem instead which of a supremacy is, problem instead of a capitalism which problem. is which is why i don't understand like when it comes to the blue ball of silence and this isn't all of this stuff mm-hmm. the system also uses you as a scapegoat for all of this shit yeah like, how do you not see how that is mm-hmm. they put it all on you it's police it's the police thing mm-hmm. well, us all the way up here to the judges to the whatever we good it's the motherfuckers mm-hmm. they need to be trained they need this mm-hmm. they need that they need that and y'all just fucking just let y'all let them use you in that yep. way as well yeah thinking that the system fucks with you that way mm-hmm. they don't i was listening to something recently Excuse me. If you if if I'm quoting something that you said, please let me know. And by you, I mean you listening. Like I was listening to something recently. Oh, you mean like a, like a podcast, like a listener? Or or, yeah, pop. Forgive me. I was listening to something. I don't remember what it is, or uh-huh. if I was watching something or whatever. And they were basically saying that a lot of these institutions. Uh, I was listening to Road Trip. I was in a car 
with mm-hmm. my mom, my stepdad, and they mm-hmm. were listening to a comedy channel on Sirius. So this yeah. is something a comedian said. So he's basically talking about how instead of paying equitable instead of giving somebody like a proper salary or some shit like that, like all these roles that involve motherfuckers, like not snitching are like positions of underpaid people. And like what you get in return for your service is this feeling of belonging instead of an actual like check instead of an actual Mm -hmm. motherfucker. The joke, the joke of this comedian was like motherfuckers that are making like millions of dollars will snitch on you at the drop of a hat like to protect, you know, to protect what they have and to protect the Mm -hmm. system that is taking care of them versus, is all they have is this wall of blue silence or all they have is this That's you know it. caring it's for kind one of another. like we know that the birthday police is from like overseers yeah. and all of that shit and that's mm-hmm. what overseers was they didn't have enough money to own their own slave mm-hmm. they didn't have enough money to have their own property they didn't have their own money to like have the houses so they were paid by like rich slave masters who actually right. had it to like be the police and police mm-hmm. these black people. It's just, it's the same extension of that. Like they don't have the check. So like, this is the same thing you said. Mm-hmm. It's just the same. So part of the benefit the is being a part of this special So you club. could feel like you have power. Yeah. So no, you, you're not able to own these people. You're not able to own this land. You're not mm-hmm. able to own this house. You're not able to own any of it, but you're able to feel a part of it by looking after the stuff that I own. Mm-hmm. It's just the same. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. And it's fucking gross. It is fucking gross. Well, to summarize, yeah, I will just say, um, I don't want to see it unless we win in the end, <laughs> okay? Or unless you're telling me a story that legit has never been fucking told, yo. Not true. And for me, this this remains the same. If something triggers me, I'm usually walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I think it's important to like have a clear conversation about trauma porn because people are just throwing the word around. Mm-hmm. Any kind of trauma that is seen is like, oh, it's trauma born. And it's like, no, no, this is like mm-hmm. an actual story that does lead to, you know, something, some resolve, some information. So, you know, right. like, there can be, right, there can be films that include a large amount of trauma, trauma that are not necessarily trauma porn. Exactly. Or, as I described to me, Rosewood was trauma porn, but to me at that time and for what it was, it was a necessary um, telling of history. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm words so like stop throwing a word around sometimes i get mad when y'all learn words and terms <laughs> i need to relax and i love language and i'm all for it but mm-hmm. sometimes okay especially you special blacks Ooh, spicy you're gonna end the podcast on a spice i'll be doing that see spice. i don't i don't got time for that because i got work in the morning okay <laughs> leave working people alone. alone that's my motto we got shit to do we do uh, I don't have a job, but I think you still got. Sh- you I do a have a job. Person. You are a working right. ass person. That's I don't true. know. That's true. That's You're still true. a person. I'm like, do you have plans today? Because this bitch be doing shit. I really. When be I didn't have busy. a job, I just laid in my bed. <laughs> I would, but if you all would kindly send me some almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Um. Thank you all for listening to this podcast for taking this fucking audio journey with us. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I had y'all support, yo.
So we did a show. We did a motherfucking show. Be sure to follow us on all the social meds. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You can check out our website, T with Queen and J dot com. You can send us your T mail at T with, at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Please be sure wherever you are listening to this podcast to subscribe to this podcast, to rate this podcast. It's important that other people know that you fuck with T with Queen and J, that you actually listen, that you are actually tapped in that is how we get this attention that's how we get these ad dollars that's how we get this money and support and shit and we need that shit word anything else also i just want to let y'all know show notes exist everything that we say on the show we leave it in the show notes so that you do have access to where we understand a lot of people who listen to this podcast or driving or at work or like Mm -hmm. doing other things we know that you're not able to just type as soon as we say something Mm -hmm. so we do always 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 Put this information Mm -hmm. in show notes as well so you have access to that. That's right. Hashtags. Hashtags, yo. At the end of each episode, we love to shout out the hashtags that mean a lot of things to us. So I'm going to go ahead and shout out hashtag (laughs) WatchMain. If you're black Twitter and you're enjoying Watchmen, you can Watchmen. use that hashtag. Jay has not seen the recent I episode. I have. I'm going to treat myself to that I tomorrow. am post that episode. And oh, it's a different life. life. It's a different world. That's a new life. You got a new attitude. Yeah, I do. Okay. Actually, it's like when you get new hair. That's how that I'm familiar. So that episode does. Okay. Um, black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop. Disability to white. Stop killing trans women. Maybe he doesn't hit you. T with QJ. You okay, sis? Pod in, pods in color, inner whole uprising. Why I stayed, unpack PG, bag ladies, queer walk pod, queer walk, sexually liberated woman, little juju pod, a little juju pod, Miss Vixen. Yes, um, Vagistine, carefree black girl, storm every damn day. That's right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ow. Uh, because I would hate for any listeners, and particularly feminists, to misinterpret your comments earlier on Queen Mother Harriet Tubman. I don't goddamn about feminists. They can go straight <laughs> to hell, and I know they hate themselves because they got two X chromosomes instead of an XY. They are fraudulent, well, self-hating. And they're sick.